Grab the crayons and pull out the coloring books. It's time for audio cartoons on the Saturday Story Circle, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, Sins of the Father. Excuse me, Gardner. Have you seen Dr. Fell? Oh, Mr. Kemble, you startled me, sir. I think Dr. Fell is in his laboratory. Can you ring and find out, please? I must speak with him. Of course, sir. Never mind, Gardner. There he goes. Dr. Fell? Dr. Fell, do you have a moment? I have just exactly a moment, Mr. Kemble. I have to get to the proving grounds for the next series of tests. And I have to report to the board of directors in the morning, Dr. Fell. It would be nice to do so with more than a pocket full of vague promises. I'm sorry for that, Dan. You know I am. But we're very close to a breakthrough on this. The devil is in the details, Eric. I can best protect the program if I have as much information as you can give me. You're right, of course. It's these government contracts. They're so wrapped in secrecy. It gets so one is afraid to talk to the fellow in the mirror. It isn't easy. I understand that. It has been difficult for all of us. Fenwick Laboratories has never been engaged in weapons manufacturing. Not on this scale. But Mr. Fenwick himself has become convinced that the country will soon have need to defend itself, and he wishes to be ready. Oh, David, you are generous to a fault. I doubt very much that anything as lofty as patriotism is driving this program. What do you mean? I've worked for Fenwick for years, and his father before him. The old man was never interested in anything but money... And I've never had the impression that the younger Mr. Fenwick is interested in much of anything. I think you're wrong. He seems rather more focused lately. They say marriage has been good for him. I should say so. I've seen Mrs. Fenwick. I wish you would be serious. August Fenwick has grave concerns. If the board of directors of Fenwick Industries sees an opportunity in the current political climate and wishes to develop heavy armament contracts, then fine. I respect that, or at least I understand it. And if they wish our laboratories to become the research and development arm for these contracts, that is fine too. I have no objections to taking our work in that direction. But let us be honest about it, Dan. Honest? Yes. Let us not pretend that August Fenwick is a deep thinker. And let us be true to the spirit of this new venture... If we are to design weapons, let us design weapons. Instruments of defense are also instruments of offense. Weapons kill people. And it is this ridiculous posture of pretending they don't or shouldn't that is slowing up the work. Mr. Fenwick was very particular. Yes, yes, 
Design a new means of air defense that can protect from air raid attacks. We're very close to perfecting the long-range detection and targeting systems of the Prometheus Project. It isn't easy. No one has done anything like this before. And the flying torpedoes? Are 100% ready. We can direct them as we see fit. It is simply a, a matter of knowing where to send them. And your best guess on when that might be? I'll know more after this latest series of tests. You can tell the board that I am optimistic and that I will be ready for a formal update on the project in three or four days. That's excellent, Doctor. You'll see these government contracts will guarantee a whole new future for the entire Fenwick group. A future brighter than any we could have ever dreamed of. What is that? It came from the testing ground. There's a fire. That truck. Oh, good Lord. Get out of here now. If those flames reach the torpedo warheads, there's no telling... There you are. I was beginning to think you'd never get out of bed. I toyed with the idea. Oh, how I toyed with the idea. Coffee, sir? Yes, please, Weston. I beg your pardon, Mr. Fenwick. Yes? Cook has been waiting to plan the luncheon menu until she knew at what point she would be done with the breakfast, sir. And given the hour... Would you care to see if she would prefer to roll breakfast and lunch into one meal and get on with the day? I believe that would be her preference, sir, if that matters. Always humor the hand that feeds you, Weston. As long as it is preceded by several gallons of black coffee, I stand at Cook's discretion. Very good, sir. I will report it just so. Thank you, sir. Have you seen the papers? Did it ever occur to you that Weston is the first butler I've ever had that didn't radiate disapproval with me at all times? Not really. Doesn't strike you as odd? Odd? Well, you remember how most of them were. Thompson, for example. He had been with the family for years and was always terribly disappointed that I wasn't more like my father. Of course I remember Thompson. The only thing he disapproved of more than you was your eager young lady driver. He tried to fire me, twice. Whatever happened to him? I hypnotized him and found him another job, just like all the others, eventually. All the others except me. Except you and Weston, which is what strikes me as odd. Always humor the hand that feeds you, I guess. Can we get back to the papers? Let me guess. Another act of sabotage at Fenwick Industries? The third one this week, and not a trace of anyone getting in or out. Take a look. Sooner or later, you're going to have to pretend to be interested in this, you know. You know how I feel about playing Red Panda and Flying Squirrel too close to home. It invites scrutiny. I understand that you don't want us looking like we're taking this personally. But if this were anybody else's company, we'd have been on this days ago. Besides, four people were killed last night. Mm, an explosion in the laboratories. This is serious. The paper said it started with a fire on a truck, but then the story got light on details in a big hurry. And rightly so. Fenwick Industries has undertaken a number of defense contracts lately. The first incidents were comparatively trivial, but if this latest attack is related to the flying torpedo air defense system... Weapons? Well, this is a new line, isn't it? I understand your objections, Kit, and believe me, I share them. But if there is to be a war, I would like to see our country prepared to protect itself... Even against threats most people would find difficult to believe. Like black magic ray guns? If you like. I hope that I am wrong. 
But if there are foreign saboteurs at work, this is likely to get much worse before it gets better. I beg your pardon, sir. Yes, Weston. There is a telephone call for you, sir. A Mr. Norfolk from the board of directors. Norfolk? Calling me here? Yes, sir. I tried to impress upon him that you were indisposed, but he was most insistent. Apparently there is a government man who needs to speak with you about this latest accident. A government man? He didn't think that was a little vague? He did, actually, ma'am. Apparently that was as specific as the man was willing to be. I have spoken to Mr. Norfolk on several occasions, sir. I have never heard him sound intimidated before. Have Cook roll lunch into dinner and tell Mr. Norfolk that I'm on my way. At once, sir. Mm, what am I supposed to do while you're hobnobbing with spies? The very same thing, darling. The very same thing. <sighs> Hello, Silky. <laughs> That locked door wasn't meant to protect you from little old me, was it? I wasn't... That is, I... Uh, yeah, I guess it was. You guess it was? Well, I knew someone was trailing me, but honest, Squirrel, I didn't know it was you. Uh-huh. I feel all warm and tingly now. You think you would have spotted the tail if I didn't want you to? Why would you want that? See if you'd run. Guess what? You did. And my line of work doesn't linger to ask a lot of questions if he's being followed. There are many folks inclined to follow you from the rooftops. Well, leaving aside the fact that this is an interesting point... I thought not. What are you up to, Silk? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Ow! <sighs> what was that for? Silk Silver, the master fixer. Gets anything for anybody. That's the way it always was, right, Silky? You know it was... Until you and your big spooky pal shut down the mobs. Used to be a decent living to be made as an honest crook. My heart bleeds. I can tell. And when you moved on to your second career, you were smart enough to cut a deal. We let you peddle forged papers and credentials to foreign operatives in exchange for a complete list of what you sold to whom and why. I haven't forgotten. The key word at play here is complete, Silky. A complete list. You don't get to decide who gets left off and who doesn't. We do that. Listen, Squirrel. No, you listen, you little weasel. You'd sell out your own mother if the price was right. As long as we let enough of the little fish slip through and made sure nothing was ever traced back to you, you made out all right. You could even let whatever passes for your conscience relax, since you were selling out your clients as fast as your country. You think this is easy? Look at this place. I used to live the high life. Now I've got... got a room above a shop. My clients aren't big-time players with fat wallets. Guys who are going to need you again next week or, or next month. There's some pretty scary types, and every single one of them would rather kill you and leave no trail. You're breaking my heart. <sighs> Do you know what would happen to me if anyone, anyone ever made a connection between Silk Silver and the Red Panda? It'd be worse than anything you could do to me, I'll tell you that. Don't bet on it. <laughs> you have no idea. That why you've been slipping, Silky? Slipping? Word around the campfire is that there's a new kid in town. Somebody working the sabotage ring at Fenwick Industries. I don't know nothing about that. Come on, Silky. Don't get tough. You haven't got the guts to stand up to a grilling, and we both know it. Yeah, we do. Which, which is 
Why, I tell you if I knew, and I don't. Whoever it is must have needed papers. Documents. Yeah? If the Germans had decided not to use you anymore, they'd almost certainly have had you killed. Yeah? So they must have come to you. And I'm telling you they didn't. You've got the complete rundown on this month's jobs. It's been quiet, I swear. If a foreign agent is behind the sabotage, he'd have to be somebody planted long term. You've got the names. And they don't check out. So who is it, I Silky? don't know. I swear. You know I'm going to find out, Silk. And when I do, if you've been lying to me, you won't be able to run far enough, fast enough. I'm sorry to keep you waiting, Mr... Fitzroy. And technically it's Colonel, though I don't insist upon it. If you did, you would probably have to wear the uniform. The things we sacrifice in the name of comfortable slacks. Won't you have a seat? Thank you. This is a lovely office. Is it yours? No, this is Mr. Norfolk's office. Though I imagine you know that, since there was ample opportunity for you to rifle through the desk drawers. And imagine my disappointment. Any special reason why they kept me out of your office, Mr. Fenwick? Yes, I don't keep an office in this building. Do you keep an office in any of your buildings, Mr. Fenwick? I would have to check with my staff, but I don't believe so. You don't find that odd? Quite the contrary. I find it most convenient. Has anyone offered you coffee or tea? No, thank you. I wasn't offering. I just wanted to make sure no one else had either. Ah, abuse. Yes. Let us not mince words too much, Fitzroy. A colonel in plain clothes coming to call after an accident concerning a military contract. You're an intelligence officer. The term is flattering, but I find it helps people to relax. You consider the fire an accident? Don't you? That is not an answer, Mr. Fenwick. But I will tell you what I know. I know that my master sent me around to prevent further sabotage on the Prometheus Project. They consider it a very serious matter and a possible capital crime. And you? I consider the entire project curious. Curious in the extreme. The design for the air defense system is quite brilliant. Quite unlike anything I have seen before. Yes, they tell me it's very good. It is. It is, in fact, hundreds of times better than the planes it is supposedly intended to defend against. Planes that cannot even reach Canadian airspace. Mm, well, better to be safe than sorry, I suppose. Oh, and the Prometheus system will keep us safe. Very safe indeed. Perhaps even against aerial targets as small and maneuverable as, say, a flight wing of mounted pterodactyls under telepathic control. What an odd thing to say. Isn't it, though? Even an odder thing to make... I should like to know from whom the design specifications originated. I'm certain the board can help you with that. They can't. No one seems to know. How unusual. It is, isn't it? The development of the Prometheus system is of the greatest importance to the government, Fenwick. That is why they sent me. Your recent rash of... accidents must be stopped. What did you have in mind? I wonder, sir, if you had thought to enlist the aid of the Red Panda. The what makes you think that I could do such a thing? You aided him once before. Years ago, when he was suspected in a string of criminal attacks, you helped clear his name at a certain amount of personal risk. On that occasion, he contacted me, Colonel. Indeed. Perhaps he will do so again. 
Will there be anything else, Colonel Fitzroy? I'm certain that there will, Mr. Fenwick, but not just now. My men will be stationed in and around the secure areas of your laboratories. I trust you have no objection? Would it matter if I did? Not in the least, Mr. Fenwick. Not in the least. You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. Hey! Hey, Gus! What are you doing here? Okay. You know what we're going to do? I'm not even going to tell you where you went wrong. We're just going to try that greeting again from the top. I'm sorry, darling. I was a little distracted. So I see. Care to share with the class? I'm not sure it's a good idea. Fitzroy has men all over the facility. We're in the courtyard. There's nobody within a hundred feet. And who's Fitzroy? You didn't have to come here. I could have met you in the lair. Call me a dreamer, but I thought since we were out and about in daylight... You'd like to have lunch? I really would. Mm. Don't you want to know about Silk Silver? Is there anything to tell? Well, when you ask it like that, you take all the fun out of telling it. I'm sorry. Did he cry like a baby? More like a little girl. Mm. Any leads? None. And if you expected this, why did I bother? It seemed the logical place to start. But I'm not convinced. Of what? The sabotage angle. This new air defense system is too far along to be permanently derailed by an explosion. And the earlier incidents were comparatively minor, and neither of them was directly related to the weapons program. Only a professional could be aware of the Prometheus system at this stage... And this job has been far too amateurish. Are we going to the car in the near future, or are we just going to stand around in the courtyard? We can talk here. We can talk lots of places. You're spooked about something. Is it that obvious? Just a touch. It's this intelligence officer, Fitzroy. If I didn't know better... What? Oh, come on. We can talk about it over lunch. Get down! Over here! (sighs) Hello. Hi. Who's shooting at us now? Don't look now, but I think it might be your professional amateur. Can you see the muzzle flash? Up there, in that construction site across the street. Fenwick Industries. New tower under construction. Swell. So whoever he is, he's probably the only one up there. Let's get him before the cops do. Kit, you're hurt. What? Ah, jeez. Your arm. It's okay. It's barely grazed. Come on, let's get up there. Kit, we're in the middle of the city in the middle of the day. There are witnesses everywhere, and in a very few moments they will be upon us. Meaning what? Meaning we're going to have to scurry for safety like we don't do this every day. And you are going to have to play helpless and slightly hysterical. The heck you say? If you make me sit around in a hospital with a scratch... The gunfire stopped. If you don't cry, the papers will say you are terribly brave... If you are any braver, we're in trouble. You owe me something special for this. Yes, boss. If you're going to make all that noise, you might as well step out of the shadows. Impressive. They said you were good, Red Panda. I'm so pleased. And you are? Of course. Colonel Fitzroy. You run the squad of intelligence agents that have made camp across the street? I do. Their work was less than impressive today. 
They weren't assigned to stop an assassin. They were trying to find a saboteur. It seems the two jobs are now one and the same, are they not? That was my thinking exactly. And why I kept my men out of the building from which the shots were fired. In the hopes that I would appear? It isn't every day I get the chance to draft a superhero into service. I'm sure. What have you found? Shell casings. Five of them. They say five shots were fired. And a professional would never have left the casings behind. A professional would not have missed five times. Mr. and Mrs. Fenwick would have been dead after two, three at the most. But the mister is unharmed and the lady had the smallest of flesh wounds. Will your partner be joining us? She's on another case. This one hardly seems to require both of us. You think so? Hmm. The assassin could have had another reason for missing, perhaps to intimidate Fenwick into sharing the secrets of his air defense system. Do you honestly think August Fenwick knows any secrets? Don't underestimate him. I don't. I appreciate the alternate theory, Colonel, but the small pile of shell casings does seem to point to an amateur. Look at them. There are probably prints on them, for heaven's sake. Who would be such a fool? Who indeed? What's your interest in this, Fitzroy? Call me Fitz. I don't think I will, no. You haven't answered my question. I am here under orders from my government, Red Panda. They want the Prometheus system protected, and protected it shall be. That's all? That's all. Good. You can go home now. What makes you say that? If the target were the air defense system, they would never have targeted Fenwick directly, nor would they have opened their campaign with some low-level industrial sabotage. What are you saying? Two strikes within the industrial complex, both with minimal damage. No traces of an intruder. Thus emboldened, we have the explosion in the laboratories that brought you here. Again, no one present that ought not to be. But the explosion had two results. It lured Fenwick here in person, but brought your team of agents, too. For the first time, the attempt is one of pure violence, and for the first time, the site shifted away from the main complex. Although only as far as this unfinished tower. Red Panda, if you don't mind cutting to the chase... In every case, these were crimes of opportunity. Whose opportunity? What are you men doing up here? Who in blazes? Security! No sudden movements, please. Show me some identification. Security? My men have the situation locked down. You're not supposed to be in here. I don't report to you, Colonel Fitzroy. And you, you're, you're the Red Panda. Yes. I was just trying to, that is, there's been a lot going on. I was just trying to help. Yes. You can put the gun down now, Mr. Gardner. Doyle Gardner. I... I just thought that if I looked over the crime scene, I might You be... might find the shell casings you left behind when you fled the scene. What? I don't know what you're talking about. It certainly makes sense. Who would have access to the entire complex, the laboratories, even this building site? A security guard. You're crazy! The presence of the Prometheus test torpedoes, the lack of any trace of an intruder, it all pointed to a professional... It was too easy to ignore the evidence to the contrary, too easy to forget about the man with a set of master keys. But then there were the shell casings. You must have panicked. Run. And then when the agents kept everyone out of the building, it seemed like too good an opportunity to miss. 
to recover the evidence you left behind. No! You know I can take what I wish to know from your mind. This may be your only chance to tell us in your own words, Gardner. All right! All right, I did it! The Prometheus was never the target, was it? It was all a feeble ploy to hurt August Fenwick. That's right. I wanted... I wanted to hurt him. But I didn't know how. I took this job to find a way. But he was never here. He was so... unreachable. So far above justice. Justice? What justice can there be in hunting a man you never knew? My father! My... My father was Richard Gardner. He was a proud man, a self-made man. He ran his own company, built his own factory from the ground up. But Thomas Fenwick wanted it. He slandered my father, ran his business into the ground. He sent his goons in to intimidate the workers, drive the company into ruins, and then bought it for a song. It crushed my father, broke his heart. He finally died two months ago. His life was ruined, and so was mine. I knew that my father had never another moment of happiness thanks to Thomas Fenwick. And if I could not be revenged upon the father, I would destroy the son. I would find a way! I am sorry for what happened to your father. I am sorry for what happened to you, but this cannot be right. You killed innocent people in the laboratory. I did what I had to do. And now it is over. Do you think so? You think it will ever stop? You can put me away, masked man, but you can't keep me away. I will destroy August Fenwick, Red Panda. Nothing can stop me. <laughs> Nothing. What in blazes? Fitzroy, what have you done? Killed a spy and a saboteur. Didn't you hear him confess? He confessed nothing of the kind. I say he did. That was cold-blooded murder. That was an act of patriotism. Patriotism? How dare you? Spare me your righteous anger and your moral code, Red Panda. The one is a luxury we can no longer afford, and the other is bound to get you killed. I work for the government. The government is interested in certain projects on the table from Fenwick Industries. It is my considered opinion that August Fenwick has more to do with these projects than he would have anyone believe. That makes him a person of great interest to our government and worthy of my protection. Protection? You shot a man in the back of the head! He'd have done it eventually, Red Panda. You know he would. Sooner or later, he'd have killed Fenwick or the girl, and their blood would be on your hands. As his is on yours. My hands? Or Thomas Fenwick's? I'll have you know that the papers have officially termed Katya Baxter Fenwick as Palucky. I've always suspected as much. Of course, these were the same papers that had some pretty nasty things to say about me when we got engaged... But all it took was a flush wound and a most unnecessary hospital stay of all time, and they're calling me plucky and heroic. You are plucky and heroic. Yes, but they don't know that. You still look awful serious. Perhaps I'm just wondering what we're going to do with all of these flowers. The nurses will spread them around the hospital. They've been doing it for three days now. Who sent all of these? It would take less time to tell you who didn't. You. Uh, but 
I knew it was a completely unnecessary hospital stay. There is such a thing as keeping up appearances for the paper's sake. No matter which paper you read, August Fenwick has had a lot on his mind. I gathered that for my failure to cheer you up any. The papers all say it was a saboteur. It's what they were told and what they wanted to believe. You're not happy that they left Gardner out of it and your father? I'm not sure either of them deserved to be left out of it. That seems a little harsh. He was my father, Kit. And he was never anything less than kind to me. But I know that he was capable of great cruelty in the name of money. Was Gardner's story true? Hard to say. I did some checking. Twenty years ago, the company did buy a factory once owned by a Richard Gardner. And that same Richard Gardner did recently die in poverty... Whether the other allegations are true, I couldn't say. It isn't the sort of thing he would have thought worth remarking on. It was business. It's what everything we have is built on. You put on a mask to try and atone for that. You don't think you've done a pretty good job? Doyle Gardner didn't. They say the sins of the father will be visited upon the son. Gus. I'm not running from the past anymore, Kit. I just wish I felt a little more certain about the future... Wealthy young gadabout was a simpler cover than person of great interest. It really was. And I wish I could say for certain that we'd seen the last of Colonel Fitzroy. Want me to do something brave and plucky? Like break his nose? Would you? For you, sweetie, anything. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 59, Sins of the Father, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Peter Higginson, Peter Nichols, Stephen Burley, Kevin Robinson, Gregory Z. Cook, Clarissa Dunnerlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunch... I can introduce myself, thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunchfard. That's it? That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell, that's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? (laughs) Well, you gotta know what to say. All right. And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney Attorney at at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at law. Oh, boy. At 555 No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. 
What? One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now, socially. I want to keep feeling fine, corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me, uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch, stay away, my epidermis. Never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 woo. Fly Corona! Fly Corona! Captain Fly Corona! Pumpkin Pie Corona! Now wait a minute! Fly Corona! Goodbye Corona! Good riddance!